The following is a presentation of the Open Door Bible Baptist Church and Pastor Chris Tice. For more audio and video content, please check us out on the web at www.opendoornj.org. Praise uh, and progress tonight and see how uh, praise brings progress uh, in our lives. But uh, I want you to see this. In chapter 17, God defeats our enemies. Isn't that true tonight as the Lord takes care of uh, the enemies of his people? Uh, Let's remember tonight we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our fight may not be a physical fight like the children of Israel that's here, but surely our fight is one and the same in that there is a battle that is before us, and it's not with flesh and blood. The Bible says it's with principalities and powers. It's uh, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Don't we know we're in a spiritual battle tonight? Come on, we need to be people of prayer. We understand that there's a battle that's raging that's all around us, and uh, God is wanting us to band together as believers and, and to pray and bear each other's burdens and to bring them before the Lord, but knowing that God is on our side. Aren't you glad for that tonight? He's on our side, and he fights for us, and he defeats our enemies. And, you know, when we're doing God's will, even though difficulty may come to us, even though hardship may come to us, and it will, all that live godly in Christ Jesus suffer persecution, We go through hardships and we go through trials and we go through difficulties. But listen, the enemies that are God's enemies are not going to win. They're not going to prosper. Sometimes we get discouraged because we see the wicked and they seem to prosper, right? But we understand where our end is and where their end is. Listen, we're thankful tonight that we have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you thankful for that tonight? That uh, we, we're not defeated. There's no condemnation to them that are in the Lord Jesus Christ. And on our journey of faith, we not only experience trials involving the necessities of life, like bread and water like they did. They needed manna. They needed bread. They needed water. But we also face battles when enemies attack. And, and we're pilgrims who are also soldiers. We're pilgrim soldiers. We're not of this world. We're not from this place. And we're passing through this place, but we're also soldiers in the army of the Lord. And uh, we're called to endure hardship as a good soldier. Second Timothy chapter 2 tells us that. Because there's going to be weapons formed against us. There's going to be enemies that come into our lives. But we have to determine, hey, listen, that we will let God fight for us. You with me? That we're in his army. But one day, you know, at the end... Uh, the armies that Satan are going to uh, bring up against the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, we're going to be there with the Lord, but God is going to fight for us, isn't he? He's going to do the fighting. We're not even going to have to step out on the battlefield. Right now, we're doing battling and we're doing this spiritual battle, but, you know, one day he's going to make all of the enemies of God his footstool, the Bible says. And every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess that he's the Lord and be careful uh, thinking that the enemy is winning and also, be careful jumping to the other side. Sometimes we, we, we want to be on the winning side, and the devil wants us to believe that his side is the winning side. But being on the Lord's side, who is on the Lord's side? It's a good question, isn't it? Are we on the Lord's side? Is, are, we, are we fighting the right battles tonight? Are we, are, are we looking to uh, weapons of warfare that are physical? Are we understanding that our, our battle is spiritual? And we've got to put on the whole armor of God, don't we? that we'll be able to stand. You and I cannot stand against the wiles of the devil without our armor on. And we've got to put it on every day. And if you think you can stand against the devil without the armor of God, you're going to be defeated. We've got to have that armor on. We need that shield of faith, that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We've got to remember that there's an enemy. The devil's our greatest enemy. First Peter 5.8 tells us that. 
We have a real enemy tonight. He uses the world and the flesh to oppose us. And just as Israel was delivered delivered from Egypt by the power of God, so God's people today have been delivered from this present evil world and age, the Bible tells us in Galatians, through the victory of Christ. We're in the world physically, but we're not in the world spiritually. We're here physically, but we're seated together, spiritually speaking, in heavenly places. Our home is there. We're with the Lord. Hey, we're heirs and joint heirs. We are present-day possessors as believers of eternal life. Aren't you glad for that tonight? I'm, I'm thankful for that. And the Amalekites, they came out to fight, but God had his way. Boy, he wanted it in a, in a strange way, didn't he? Moses went up and he held up his staff and couldn't hold it up for very long. And it seems to be um, a reminder here that there's no one man that can do all the work when it comes to the spiritual battles. Moses couldn't do it alone. There had to be an army that was there that was fighting. There had to be men that held up his arms. He couldn't even hold up his own arms after a time. And then here when we get to this uh, next passage of Scripture, not only do we see that uh, God defeats our enemies, but we see also that in chapter 18 that God deserves our praise. God deserves our praise. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Hey, listen, uh, does he deserve your praise tonight? Are you giving it to him? Are you giving it to him? He deserves it. Doesn't mean automatically that we're giving it to him. Often we'll say, yes, the Lord deserves our praise. Yes, the Lord deserves our worship. But have you given it to him today? Have you given him? Let everything that hath breath, what does the Bible say? Praise the Lord. You have breath tonight? Praise the Lord. Let everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. We use too many breaths to praise ourselves. We use too many breaths to praise things that are not worthy of praise. Listen, where's our praise? Where's our focus? It should be on the Lord tonight, shouldn't it be? Let's praise the Lord. You with me? All right, a few of you are. I appreciate that. Praise the Lord. Hey, it's okay to say sometimes. Praise the Lord. Thankful for what God's done for us. And God deserves our praise. And listen, after... uh, The last few chapters we've been in Exodus after reading about trials and complaints and battles. It's relief to move into a chapter that describes the camp of Israel as a quiet place, place of family and fellowship and daily business. We kind of see life going back to normal. But can I say this tonight? Life isn't always hunger and thirst and warfare. It isn't always that way. Well, we have seasons of it though, don't we? Sometimes you're saying, well, I'm waiting for my season of hunger and thirst and warfare to end. I need to get into that season of peace. You know, God gives us seasons in life, and life's not always that way. You know, Charles Spurgeon said this, that God's people are prone to engrave their trials in marble and write their blessings in the sand. You know, it should be the other way around. We should write our trials in the sand, and we should engrave our blessings in marble. We should build monuments of praise to the Lord. And thank the Lord for what he's done. A lot of times, come on, if you're with me tonight, we spend so much time focusing on all the trials and all the tribulations that we can't stop and praise God. If you're here tonight and you've got a lot going on in your life, do not let your trials keep you from praise. Don't let your difficulties tonight keep you from praise. Listen, if you're going through it, listen, I guarantee you there's somebody in the room that's going through it tonight with you. 
They're going through trials just like you are. There's maybe some people that uh, maybe are having seasons of peace in their life, and they're having seasons of just kind of going through the daily business of life. But some people, they're hurting tonight, even in God's church. There's people that are hurting. Get this. It's not all going to be that way. You know, life has ebb and flow. It comes and goes. But listen, remember, your trials, they're just but for a moment. They're just here for a time, and then they, they go away. God says, uh, don't, don't think it's strange when fiery trials try you. It's just in this life. It's just a moment. It's just a vapor. Think about this. We will ever, forever and ever and ever be with the Lord one day. And this life is going to be just a thought, just a memory. We're going to praise the Lord forever. We're going to be with the Lord forever. Do you believe that tonight for real? I mean, if we have thoughts of heaven on the mind, it's hard to focus so much on the earth. God, help us to be more heavenly minded. God, help us to think more about where we're going and and who's our Savior tonight. Is God on the throne tonight? He sure is. He's on the throne. He's in control. He's sovereign, isn't he? He's in control. I don't have to worry. How much time do you and I waste worrying? We worry about things. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask me a question. How much, how much of your worrying has solved any of your problems? But we're prone to it, aren't we? We worry, we fret, we focus on things that uh, uh, sometimes we just get caught up, don't we? We're, that's, that's, we're fickle people, just like the children of Israel were. Come on, we, we, we get our eyes in the wrong place sometimes. We think, oh, God's going to let us die out here. Is God going to let you die? Is he going to let me die? And listen, think about it. If the, if the, thing that, if, if the, the worst thing that possibly could happen to us is we, we, we lose this earthly life. Think about what Paul said. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? You know, we're going to heaven. That's not just happy talk tonight. That's real. That's reality. Let the devil do his worst, but let God's people praise him. Hey, listen, praise him in the hard times and praise him in the good times. You know what, uh, what Moses did here? Moses rehearsed in the ears of his father-in-law who had heard. The Bible says he had heard what had happened to the Egyptians. He had heard, but you know what Moses did? Moses said, hey, come on, sit down. I want to tell you what God did. He didn't say, let me tell you what I did. He said, let me tell you what God did. Let me tell you what I've seen God do. God's done some amazing things, hasn't he? You know what we need to do when we get our minds off uh, the right, uh, the ro- when we get our minds on the wrong things, we get our minds off the right things, we need to rehearse in our mind the greatness of our God and what he's done. Is our God the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Is he the God that parted the Red Sea or not? Come on, if God is for us, who can be against us tonight? You think about all the things that we worry about tonight. Hey, listen, I understand that our trials and our tribulations are real to us, and they hurt, and it's hard in this life, but endure it and understand. Hey, listen, God defeats uh, your enemies, and God deserves your praise tonight. And praise is progress, isn't it? Praise is progress. A lot of times you think, well, the only thing I can do is praise the Lord. That's progress. It's one of the best things you can do. Sometimes you think, well, the only thing I can do is pray. Hey, that's progress. Remember when you didn't pray? 
Remember when you had trials and tribulations, you didn't bring them to God? Boy, when you didn't pray, where, are, where, where could I go but to the Lord? You know, the Lord, he, he hears our prayers tonight. He says, let your request, hey, hey, child of God, come boldly before the throne and find grace to help in time of need. God deserves our praise. Be careful when you come to God that you don't do as was tempted of many before you to do, to charge God wrongfully. God, why have you done this to me? God, why are you letting this happen? God, why am I in the condition that? Why, why, why? Hey, listen, don't charge God wrongfully. God's good to you tonight. He loves you tonight. He's been merciful to you tonight. He's been gracious to us. Thankful that he's not willing that we should perish, but that we would come to repentance. Thankful for God's grace in our lives. You know, uh, he, he begins to tell, and he says in verse number 8, he says, all the travail that had come upon them by the way, and how the Lord delivered them. How the Lord delivered them. You know, the Lord's delivered them up out of them all, the Bible says. Up out of them all. You know, some through the fire and some through the flood, some through the water, but all through the blood. You know, thankful tonight that people of God, God leads his dear children along, doesn't he? He takes us through. He goes through different ways, and we, uh, we go through different times, and uh, we go through hardships in life, but God deserves our praise tonight, doesn't he? Praise the Lord. You know, uh, sometimes you just need to clear off a spot in your life and praise God. Just praise God. Tell God you love him. Tell God how, how good he's been to you. Uh, praising God is much better than complaining to God. In fact, Praise is a good antidote for a complaining spirit. It's how you combat it. It's how you combat worry. It's how you combat fear. D.L. Moody said there's a great deal more said in the Bible about praise than prayer, yet how few praise meetings there are. How few praise meetings there are. He said, well, we sing every time we come together, but do we praise him? Do we praise him? Come on, you should praise the Lord. God's been good to us. He deserves our praise. And then lastly tonight, God distributes our burdens. God distributes our burdens. <laughs> Aren't you glad that he doesn't expect any of us to just bear our burdens alone? Thank God for his church. God did not expect any of us to go through this life by ourselves. He wanted us to come together. You know, when we get off on our own, we get off by ourselves, we start to think, why, I'm, I'm having to bear this burden. Nobody knows. No, no, no. No, God told us to bear each other's burdens. You know, Jethro comes and he, he sees what Moses is doing. And here's Jethro, a Gentile priest. He's coming, he says, Moses, what you're doing is not good. What you're doing here is not good. Look what you're doing. You're trying to take all of this burden. You just got done telling me all that God did, and you're trying to do it all yourself. So look at this long line of people, thousands of people. Every single one of them, you're going to hear their problems. Every single one of them, you're going to solve their problems. Every single one of them, you're going to help with those problems. You can't do this alone. It's not good uh, what you're doing here. Verse number 17, Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Thou wilt surely wear away both thou and this people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. 
Yeah, I'm glad tonight that God knows that none of us can do it alone. I can't do it alone. God never expected for one man to carry a church. Never. You know what he did? He put, he fitly joined us into the body. He brought us together for the purpose of bearing each other's burdens. And you know what? Thankful for uh, men of God and women of God who God brings into the local New Testament church that can help bear the burdens. Thank God for Aaron and her that were up on the mountain and held up Moses' hands when he couldn't. Thank God for Joshua down in the valley following the orders and leading the the men to the battle. Thank God for the commanders that were over each of the sections that led the battles. And thank God for a godly father-in-law, Jethro, who said, Moses, you're going to burn out if you keep going at this pace. You're going to burn out if you keep trying to do it all yourself. You know, sometimes we get, um, we get that hero mentality, we're going to save the world. Truth is tonight, none of us can save the world. There's only one savior of the world, his name's Jesus. His name's Jesus. We've got to follow him. You know, I want to make a difference, how about you? I want to make an impact, but I want my impact, I want my difference to be what God orders and what God leads. And I want, to be, I want it to be done his way, and I want to bring it, uh, him, it to bring him glory. How about you tonight? And we can't do it alone. We need each other. We need each other. Sometimes we think of ourselves as being disposable. Listen, come on, I understand what it is, Sunday night church. You've been in church today probably already, and we're here together again tonight. We need each other. We need each other. I need you. And believe it or not, you need me. God put us together. I know that's a hard pill to swallow, but God put us together on purpose. He put us together so that we could work it out to his glory, so that we could, we could make a difference here in this place. The only way we're going to do that is if we work together. You know, thankful that the leader doesn't always know the best way. Doesn't always know, know the best way. Say, amen, pastor, I've been telling you that for a long time. You don't always know the best way. Thankful, hey, listen, Jethro came to his son-in-law, and Moses listened to him, didn't he? He said, Moses, you know, he didn't tell Moses to stop teaching the people the law. He didn't tell Moses to stop ministering the people. He didn't tell him, he said, listen, verse 20, you need to teach them the ordinances. You need to teach them the laws. You need to show them the way uh, wherein they must walk, uh, walk and, and the work that they must do. And you need, to, you need to do these things. You need to do what God, hey, preach the word to them. Teach them God's word. But let us handle these simple things, these simple tasks that you don't need to handle. I was glad last night I walked out of my office that the building was clean. I was glad that uh, I didn't have to teach every Sunday school class today. I was glad that I didn't have to man every post. I'm glad that on Wednesday nights there's other people that can teach and preach God's word. You with me tonight? You don't have to do it all. I'm not Superman tonight. You're not Superman tonight. We can't do it all. We need each other. We need, hey, listen, you know what that is? That's a call for us to step up and use our gifts for the Lord. To use our gifts for the Lord. You know, uh, and, and by the way, you know, let the Lord direct that. You know, these men that were chosen were not men that were looking for titles. They were men that were looking to help, assist, you know what happens in churches is 
some men get the idea that they're supposed to. Jethro said, hey, listen, you do what God wants you to do. You lead how God wants you to lead. Hey, listen, you keep doing what God, but we're not, we're not going to come along and assist you and tell you you're doing a bad job and try to, uh, try to undergird your authority. These were men that were coming to assist. The worst kind of help in a church is people that come in and they assume titles and roles and they try to take out the man that God put in the position of leadership. They're divisive with their influence. Worst kind. Worst kind. Many churches have been split over that kind of leadership. But thank God for holy men. This reminds me of the book of Acts. The book of Acts when they said, hey, listen, we've got to continue to study the word and pray. And we need some good men that are holy men, that are full of the Holy Spirit of God, that are going to take care of these things. Who's going to take care of the widows? Who's going to, who's going to take care of these needs? Who's going to take care? Hey, who's going to do that tonight? We've got to do that. We've got to serve the Lord together, don't we? There's a place for all of us to serve. I'm glad that God distributes our burdens. You know, here's the truth tonight. The burdens of this life are crushing, aren't they? They're crushing. They'll crush any of us. But as we come together as a local New Testament church and as we serve together and as we pray together and as we obey God together, and we get in his word together, and we continue to uh, follow what his word says together. We do that. Listen, hey, listen, there's not a whole lot that could break us apart if we busy ourselves at that task. But we've got to do it together. I'm thankful that, hey, the job got done. Moses, he listened uh, to a good suggestion from Jethro and uh, if you look at Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 9 through 18, Moses shared his counsel with the people, and they did. Exactly what, it, uh, what, what he told them to do. He admitted his own weakness and his weariness, and he asked them to select leaders to assist him. God is a God of order, isn't he? And uh, he wants all of his people to enjoy security and justice in the camp and in the land. You know, when ministry and structure collide and ministry is being hindered, God's people need to, uh, must adjust the structure so ministry can grow. That's where we have to understand, hey, listen, there's organization. There's things that we need to do. There's things that we need to accomplish. There's, there's meetings, and we're going to have a meeting tonight about a missionary. I understand that's not in the Bible. God doesn't give us a story. When do we have the missionary meeting, and when do we do this, and when do we that? There's structure. There's order that has to come. Well, there's organization uh, that has to happen. But listen, we're not serving a structure. We're serving a Savior. With me? We're not worshiping the structure. We're worshiping the Savior tonight. And we've got to do whatever we need to possible to accomplish the ministry here that God wants us to accomplish, reaching people with the gospel. You know, I hope that we're not to the point to where we think that um, we shouldn't go soul winning anymore because people just aren't going to receive the gospel. We're not there yet, are we, church? Well, here's the thing. Um, Aren't we all supposed to do that together? We need to get busy at that. And there's people that need to hear the gospel. And uh, the, uh, the whole idea to us going to these two services, thank the Lord for what we had this morning. Praise the Lord. Two good services this morning. I'm not complaining. I had uh, men uh, text me this afternoon, other men. They said, oh, uh, how was your attendance? I said, well, it was okay. It was whatever it was. God said, well, we had bad attendance today. Good attendance, bad attendance. Are we getting it done? That's the question. Are we getting it done? 
I, I want to see more people come to Christ. I'm thankful to see people following the Lord Jesus Christ and being made disciples. I'm thankful to hear people wanting to follow Christ in baptism, people getting saved. Thankful for these things. So have people trust Christ this week. Praise the Lord for that. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's stay at it. Listen, trials are going to come. There's going to be a time where we're hungry and we're thirsty and we need God to meet our needs, but we've got to continue. Hey, listen, through the good and the bad, through the hardships, through the trials, we've got to continue. God defeats our enemies. God deserves our praise. How's your praise life tonight? We ask that a lot about our prayer life, right? How's your praise life? Are you looking for opportunities to praise God? And God distributes our burdens. Maybe you've got some burdens tonight. I say this to you, that God's got a way. And God's given you a church to help you to bear your burdens. You're not alone tonight. Thankful that we can bear each other's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. If God has used this ministry in any way to be a blessing to you, please take a moment to send us an email to info at opendoornj.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at opendoornj.org. Thanks for tuning in.